It's Wednesday, June 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians come through with a 7-2 win uh, last night, uh, second in a row against Baltimore. Uh, big hits in the game, uh, Ernie Clement, Bobby Bradley. Uh, these are guys who were not on the roster at the start of the year. Uh, coming through in, in big situations uh, for the Indians, even Bradley Zimmer comes up with an RBI single uh, in the game. Uh, Cal Quantrill goes four innings, and uh, this is how it's going to be. Uh, they what six pitchers combined to to you know contribute to the effort for the Indians, uh, but they got the job done. Yeah, and another uh, you know another heavy duty night for the bullpen, Joe. I mean, you know Mejia threw what four innings Monday. Uh, Quantrill comes back with four Tuesday, and and the bullpen combines for ten innings in those two games. Um, so, and, uh, they, what they allow one run strikeout 13. So, you know, I guess this is going to be the way they're kind of maneuvering this right now. Now you got Savali going tonight. So that hopefully gives the uh, bullpen a break, but then you don't have, they still haven't named a starter for Thursday. So it's going to be more of the same. And you just wonder, you know, how can they space this out where they're not blowing that bullpen out? Right. Uh, is it going to be, you know, moving forward, less of looking at it more like, you know, a starting rotation and a bullpen and more of looking at the Indians like a pitching staff and just getting contributions from everywhere every night? You know, Terry Francona talked after the game last night about, uh, you know, sitting down after each game with Carl Willis and putting our heads together and, and commun- having open lines of communication with these guys. Uh, like you said, the, the the players themselves, the pitchers themselves have to buy into the idea that, you know, I might be starting one game, I might be coming in and, and giving, you know, as many innings as I can, but not going for, you know, those traditional statistics like you need five innings to get a win. Cal Quantrill could have gotten a win last night if he had he'd gone out another inning. Yeah, and, and maybe the same with Mejia, too. He, I think they, they said, uh, you know, Francona said both of them could have gone at least, you know, five, uh, but they're saving those guys because they're, tr- you know, there's a possibility they could bring them back on short rest on what the fourth day, you know, just three days rest and, and pitch these guys another four innings. If, if that's the way it works, if they can hold up to that. And uh, you, you, like you said, Joe, you need buy-in from that. You know, we've seen that, uh, you know, in, with the Rays, they've got, you know, they, they've got a staff like that that has bought into it, a staff of young pitchers that are getting a chance in the big leagues, and they're not necessarily concerned about their own statistics. And, you know, that's uh, that's an interesting approach to take. Yeah, I, I guess you can say that. The, the one that I'm really concerned about here is Cal Quantrill. Uh, he comes from, you know, his dad was a, a major league pitcher. He, he sort of has always had that little chip, that little edge. I want to be a starter, sort of thing. Uh, I, I'm I'm worried about him fully buying into this this idea. I, I think he thinks right now that he should be a guy that you just let go, uh, like Savali, and 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 just let him pitch as many innings as he, as he can. But I think the Indians value him in a different way than he sees himself right now. I, there's just a little sort of shortness to his answers in the post game when when you ask him about you know hey are you are you okay with this i think he thinks he could have gone five innings last night i think he missed 
feels he missed an opportunity. Uh, I don't want that to, to blow into a, a bigger problem down the line. But like you said, if this approach is going to work, guys like Cal Quantrill have to be gung-ho about it. They have to be 100% bought in about it. Yeah, I like what he said, uh, you know, Joe, in, in, in the Zoom call after the game. He said, you know, these are unique situations and it uh, requires kind of a unique uh, approach to it. He said the lines of communication with Francona are open. And I think he's, he's getting a shot here, Joe. And the, the, the one concern to me is, you know, he's, he's been used so much as, as a bullpen guy. And now you're, you're asking him to make the transition to starting. And, you know, I've seen that happen a lot. And, you know, it, it really, I think it exposes the pitcher to injury when you're, you're using him in two different roles. You know, now maybe this is, a, you know, kind of a, a reduced starter role. He's not being asked to go six, seven, eight innings. You know, if he goes in four inning chunks here and then it gradually expands, that's all right. But I, the, the, you know, bouncing be, between the rotation and, and the, uh, the bullpen, um, I think that's, you know, that, I, that that always raises a red flag to me, especially if you do it in the same season. Right, we've seen it work with Carlos Carrasco. You know, you know, a veteran guy who he had experience on both sides. He sort of knew and and could could acclimate himself. And and uh, you know, even with him, when he would go through those periods with his his arm that he needed you know, sort of a break, it would make sense for him to sort of adjust that way. But we're talking about young guys, you know first, second, third years in the, in the majors. And that's, that's a different kind of sort of load for these guys to handle. Uh, yeah. Hopefully the arms hold up, but it, it, it seems like they're, they're willing to sort of risk this until they can get guys like Zach Plesak and, and maybe hopefully at some point Shane Bieber, uh, you know, back, but you know, who knows, like you said, what, what the mileage is going to look like on that bullpen by the time that becomes a reality. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, the, and the thing, you know, I think, uh, you know, I like and what, what Francona told them, you know, after Bieber went down, you know, you know, we can have some fun here, you know, and, and I, I think if, if I might be missed something, but he said, you know, we, we can use you guys like you pitched in the minors and, you know, and in, and in the minors, you know, they, they've got, you know, designated starters, but they only go maybe two, three, four in. Right. Innings, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and then they have, you know, they bring in a bunch of guys that are slated to go two innings or, or one inning in different roles. So I, I think that's what he was, he was saying, telling, selling that too. Right. And it, it, it's also sort of a combination of what they do in spring training when they're stretching guys out, you know, yeah. they, they know, and, it might even lead to a, a flip-flop or a reversal of roles. You might see back-inning uh, relievers come in early for an inning or two to, to bridge a gap in, in, in terms of the lineup. You know, if there's an opportunity to uh, pitch to the, the heart of the lineup, the, the opposition's lineup in the fourth or fifth inning, you might see a, a Shaw come in that early. That, that could happen to, to bridge the gap and then have, you know, one of the younger guys finish the bottom of the order uh, to, to get to Class A and Karen check. It, there are a lot of opportunities. I guess it sort of leads to this, this sort of desperation is leading to some sort of ingenuity, uh, which has been the case for Francona in the past. He's, he revolutionized 
uh, you know, bullpen use in, in 2016 in the playoffs. And, and his disciple, uh, Kevin Cash, uh, you know, invented the opener, you know, the, the following season. Yeah, that's a great point. And, um, <laughs> and you know, and, and like you were saying before, like he had Karen check up. I think he had him up like in the sixth inning, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, when Maton was in there and he kind of Maton gave up a couple hits. And I think he had, if I'm, I, I, I might be wrong on that, but I think he had him up pretty early and still he brought him in. He brought man, Emmanuel and class a in at the end of that game. And he had a bit, you know, he had a big you know, significant lead. So I know class a hadn't pitched in what, six days before he went in Monday. So, you know, I'm right. sure he was getting some work, but you know, I think uh, when they get a chance to win, they're going to try to win, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, they're not going to take any chances with, with uh, a lead, you know? So I think uh, maybe that's why we saw Karen check in class a at the end of that game last night. Yeah. It, it just sort of, uh, you know, makes you nervous about overusing those guys. And uh, again, a, a lot of people might've questioned, Hey, you've got a five run lead uh, on the second night in a row against uh, Baltimore. Why are you pitching class a in this situation? Uh, like you said, he hadn't pitched in almost a week, you know, before Monday. So, uh, you know, you got to bet so many different things you have to balance, you know, guys, you know, not sitting too long and guys working too many nights in a row. It's, uh, there's a lot to, to think and take in. And it would be interesting to sit in on one of those postgame meetings with uh, between Francona and uh, Carl Willis just to see how they sort of map out you know, what could happen, who's available the next day, and then tell those guys, hey, you know, you're getting this inning or, or this many innings in relief. Uh, this is what we're planning on for you. So be ready for it. Yeah, and you know those guys, they've got what? They've got Carl Willis, they've got Ruben Niebla, uh, they've got Brian Sweeney, So, and they've got, you know, a couple guys in the front office that are really involved, heavily involved in the pitching. So, that you know, they're all putting their heads together and trying to, figure this out. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I don't know how long it can last because it's not like you're going down the stretch in 2016. I mean, they still got, you know, just under a hundred games to play here. Right. And yeah, you're going to get Bieber back and probably you're going to get police back. Hopefully you get McKenzie back. He gets strength, you know, so eventually you're, 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 you're going to be able to hopefully put this rotation back together again. But in the meantime, I, uh, I mean, you know, you, you're in the thick of a, a schedule, what, the, you know, what we talked about, 30 games in 31 days. And, uh, and you've got to, you know, you've got to find a way to uh, keep your nose above water. Yeah. Just, uh, the hope is, I guess, that when you do get Bieber and, and Plesak and maybe McKenzie back, that your bullpen isn't a burned out shell of what it once yeah. was uh, for the, for the stretch run. So. Yeah. And Tito, you know, Tito loves his bullpen and, he goes out of his way to uh, protect it. And, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how, how you, how you do this without really kind of, you know, bringing them right to the edge here. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext 
Get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right, let's talk about, uh, you know, just offensively last night's game. Uh, Bobby Bradley, again, continues to uh, produce and put up numbers. Uh, he, he loves hitting against the Orioles, I guess. Uh, career, like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 387 hitter against the Orioles. But uh, he launched a 40-degree a launch angle on that home run that he hit last night. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, that ball hung up there, what, six seconds in the air. Um, and he had a, another base hit uh, the other way, which is, is, a, is a real good sign for him. We saw Ernie Clement with his first major league hit that sort of ignited a, a five run inning there in the, in the fourth, uh, you know, little bright spots every, every so often here uh, in, in the order. And Hey, what we're not talking about, what we haven't talked about Bradley Zimmer, another uh, again, an RBI single last night. Uh, we haven't really talked about center field much in the last couple of weeks because Bradley Zimmer has been doing the job. Yeah. He's been playing the, you know, the kind of defense he played in, what 2017 2018 he's he's moving really well you forgot you know just how much ground he covers with those you know that smooth stride and those long legs and stole another base last night joe it's him and uh, rosario you know really have given them a stolen base threat and zimmer if he gets the right jump you know there's they can't throw him out no he's just uh you know he looks like he's to me he looks like a more confident player even we haven't seen him drive the ball yet but you know he can he can really he can beat he can get beat out hits with his legs, and uh, you know I, hopefully that, that that comes you know the offense starts to come here. But they've really settled down center field, and you know that was that was kind of a, uh, a you know that was a, a little dangerous there because they were running so many people in and out of that position, and you need somebody to catch the fly ball out there. Yeah, it was really one of the biggest questions of the season. Uh, you know, in the first two months. Uh, but but Zimmer's Zimmer's to his credit has done a great job. When he runs the bases, it looks like a normal size guy on seventy foot bases. I mean that's what it looks like. He he just looks like in two strides he's already there. It's it's amazing to to watch the the way that he can can chew up ground. I guess 
uh, without even trying. Um, yeah, and again, they're they're still getting consistent contributions. Jose, Jose Ramirez, again, like we said on Monday, he he contributes uh, little things that he keeps doing, uh, putting the ball in play and and just having great at bats. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, uh, since he's moved into the leadoff spot, has has done really well. Uh, there's, there's something there that they just need that, that little extra. Do you think that maybe bringing in another bat could help this, this lineup? Oh yeah, I think it definitely could. And, and the one guy we're, we're missing Joe is, is Ahmad Rosario. He had three more hits yesterday. I mean, he's wearing right field out. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, you know, just, he looks like a totally different player than, than the guy we saw in spring training than the guy we saw, you know, in April. I mean, and he is, I mean, he's hitting what, 360 mm-hmm. something since what, May, May 14th or some, something ridiculous. I mean, he, he looks, and you know, and you can live with, he's not, he's, he's not a gold glove shortstop, <laughs> you know, but I guess you can live, live with it if he's getting three hits a game. Yeah. And, and again, running the bases the way he does, yeah. like you said, I mean, it, it's dynamic the way that he has changed the top of that order. Yeah. 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 I mean, he looks like uh, he looks like you, Usain uh, Bolt when he's when it, when he opens it up. I mean, geez, I'd like to see a race between him and Zimmer. Who I wonder who's who can get from uh, first to home fastest. That's what we got to do. We got to do the beat the freeze thing uh, on the on the outfield track and uh, and see who can make <laughs> it uh, foul pole to foul pole first. Uh, all right, just shifting gears here. Uh, got to mention we talked about we. We have talked ad nauseum about this uh, Major League Baseball and the crackdown on uh, banned substances, sticky sub- sticky substances for pitchers, uh, grip control, and all that. But uh, I just thought it was interesting yesterday uh, when the when the Tampa Bay Rays announced that their uh, their ace Tyler Glass now uh, is now going to be sidelined for uh, a period of time as he rehabs a partially torn uh, ulnar collateral ligament. That's the UCL. That's the, the ligament that you blow out uh, when you need Tommy John surgery. Uh, so they're hoping to avoid Tommy John surgery for Tyler Glass now uh, by doing the rehab and, and maybe having him pitch again this year. But this is the team with the best record in baseball, and their ace is going down. And it was funny because his comments after they announced the injury, he said that Major League Baseball's crackdown on sticky substances is what directly led to his injury. That's what he believes. Tyler Glass now says Major League Baseball pre- uh, preventing him from cheating is what led to his injury. <laughs> so so he was cheating before this, and now on the crackdown, he had to stop cheating, and now he got hurt. So he's he... – Right. My injury, my injury is a result of you not letting me cheat is, <laughs> is basically what Tyler Glass now came out and said. Now, I – there's a lot of there. There's a bunch of different gray areas. I mean, Major League Baseball is doing this in the middle of the season. Okay, they could have done this at the start of the season or waited until next year to crack down uh, and 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 sort of offer these penalties, these ten game suspensions. Uh, maybe just continue to monitor this whole season and said, you know, given pitchers time to to sort of wean themselves off of this uh, over the course of a season. I I think Major League Baseball's urgency to look like it was doing something to pr- protect the integrity of the game led to this snap decision and it's facing a little bit of backlash now 
not just from Glass now, but from guys like Trevor Bauer, who's been banging the drum on this for you know three, four years. Do they have a point? Do they have is is there anything to this that Major League Baseball is sort of valuing the integrity of the game over the potential for injury to their players? Oh, geez, you know, Joe, I never even thought about that. That's that's a uh, that's a uh, that's an interesting uh, situation. Um, you know, I guess, like you said, they could have, you know, you know, they could have done this at the start of the season, but it sounded like they didn't have enough evidence at the start of the season. You know, they wanted to make it, you know, do as much research as they could. They could have uh, waited uh, to the end of the year and started in 2022, I guess. But then, you know, you're going to have pit, you're going to have hitters howling for the whole the whole season. That you know, you're going to have a a, a a you know a sport where you know that has been dominated by pitchers for 162 games, and uh, you know they're trying to. Uh, make this more uh, fan friendly, more action in the game. Does that set you back more? I, I don't know. That's a, that's a quandary. That's a, that's a, a you know, a really a difficult question to answer. But the, the, the fact is, Joe, you know, these rules have been on the books for a hundred years. You're not supposed to do it. Right. And, and to, uh, to blame, to say you got hurt because you couldn't cheat. Is, that's backwards logic to me. I mean, if, if you were trying to, you know, uh, you know, duplicate the spin rate when you're not have spider tack on your, on your fingers. Well, you know, come on, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, if your spin rate drops, it drops, but you can't try to duplicate something when, when you're not, you don't have the substance on your fingers. And to put it another way, there are other ways to get batters out besides increasing your spin rate. And there, there are, there, there's, you can, you know, changing speeds is, a, a way to get a hitter out. You, you don't need, you know, ridiculous wiffle ball movement on your pitches to, to get guys out. Uh, it, it, you know, it's also part of the, the increase in velocities with the backspin. I, yeah. I get all that, but pitchers have been getting batters out for years without using additional agents on the ball and just knowing how to pitch, knowing how to pitch to guys. I, I, I get that. And, and Glassnell threw what he was throwing two years ago. He's throwing a hundred miles an hour, right? right? I mean, was he? What, I mean, he, well, he was probably cheating back then too, because then, apparently this has been rampant for years. So yeah, but I mean, he has a great arm, anyways. I mean, if you if you throw ninety five, you're not going to get somebody out, you know, as opposed to ninety eight or ninety nine. I mean, a well located what the best pitch in baseball is still a fastball low and away, right? Nobody's going to. So I mean. And, and, and the arguments from the research that baseball did, uh, the arguments that it helps you control and, and all that, it, it's actually backwards thinking as well, because they, they say that the longer the um, ball stays on your fingertips, the, the more likely it is that you're not going to be able to command and control it the way that you want it to. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I thought it was funny to, to bring up the point that Glass now thinks that not letting him cheat is what led to the injury. Um, it's, <laughs> that might that might require a little bit more of a deeper dive. Uh, maybe maybe we'll write something on that. Uh, maybe maybe he's listening to the same guy that whispered in uh, Pete Alonso's ear that you know every year when the free agent class is either loaded with the uh, pitchers or hitters, MLB changes the ball to, uh, <laughs> to hurt to, to to keep that one the one class or the other down. I mean, that's. 
those are conspiracy theories, man. That, those are, and you know, and I can see Glassnow's probably upset. You know, he's he's frustrated that he's hurt, and maybe you know he, he says something that he two weeks from now he might regret saying. Well, and we didn't hear anything like that out of Shane Bieber when Shane Bieber talked about, you know, getting hurt and his injury and 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 all that. You know, and we, and we you know did see some evidence that. You know, maybe there was something there after the the talk about the the suspension started coming out. That's when Bieber's, you know, velocity and and, and movement all started, you know, changing at least according to uh, to Fangraph or I'm sorry, according to Baseball Savant. So, you know, who knows? There's there's a lot to it. All we know is that moving forward, after starting Monday, you know, it will be policed. If anybody gets caught, we we should definitely see an increase and in uptick in offense. Uh, and, and sort of a leveling of the playing field here uh, moving forward in, in the 2021 season. It's going to be interesting, Joe, for sure. All right. Uh, Hoynesy, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll uh, continue on in this uh, two more games in this Baltimore series this week. We'll check in uh, from the ballpark. Uh, actually, it's an afternoon game tomorrow. So uh, we'll check with you on Friday as the Indians begin their, uh, their weekend series, I believe, in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, definitely. Uh, all right, we'll talk to you then, Hoinsie. All right, Joe.